You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals that we have here in the United States. This is episode 161 of American Sex Podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg. We're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and we are kinky perverts too, that just so happen to be non-monogamously married to each other. This week, we are talking to Mistress Justine Cross about the very mixed feelings we're all having about getting back into the sexy post-COVID-ish kind of world. So Justin Cross is a dominatrix and a BDSM consultant quarantined in Los Angeles. She owns Dungeon East and Dungeon West, two premier BDSM studios. Justine is an educator, provocateur, and all-around badass bitch who also runs BDS Femme, an all-women's play party. She organized and hosted the first LA Kink Pride, a series of events and classes conducted entirely online. She's appeared on Funny or Die, A&E's Sex Life, Lifetime's Little Women, and VH1's Hip Hop Hollywood. Justine has acted as a consultant for GQ, The Film Bound, and Janelle Monae's Make Me Feel video. Plus, she's been on a bunch of podcasts, had all sorts of media coverage, and her favorite things to do in quarantine include buying plants, going to virtual strip clubs, and having craft cocktails delivered weekly. Why didn't I think of that? I mean, I live in Vegas. They have to do that here, right? Okay, I'm going to get on that. Anyway, in this conversation, Justine, Ken, and I talk about the, the true mixed feelings we have about integrating back into social situations and specifically sex-based events post vaccine. And this is timely because just a few days ago, the CDC announced that fully vaccinated people can go maskless everywhere. And I don't know about y'all, but on my social media and with my friends, I heard this collective like, okay, uh, that's fine for you, but no thanks. I'm going to keep wearing my mask. So that's what my communities are saying, and I bet a lot of you too. Now, as a kink of vet planner, a pro dom, and an all around super social person, Justine talks about how this last year has really changed her and how that affected her prospects of reintegrating both personally and professionally back into real life. And Justine is sensing these mixed feelings from her communities too. Introverts that have come out of their shells are now apprehensive about transitioning off of online platforms. You know, no one's sure what events they'll go to, when they'll start going to them, or how to go about throwing vaccinated only small gatherings. You know, we've all grown accustomed to online sex parties and virtual strip clubs. In fact, producing visually stunning live online content has become its own art form. And it's one that 
we can't duplicate in a real life setting. So we get into all of that. Justine also gives us tips for our own sexy event planning. So real quick, let's wash the balls so we can get on to this conversation. The first first ball we got to wash, actually, we have like four balls. So I don't know, maybe we're washing like a quadrant of one ball right now. But okay, the first quadrant is coming up this Wednesday on the 19th of May at noon Pacific. I'm going to be on a free virtual panel talking with a bunch of other great sex and kink educators and mental health professionals about BDSM and power play. And it is absolutely free. This is a monthly sexpert panel that's brought to you by Dr. Ava Cadell's Loveology University, of which I'm an alum, by the way. I'm going to have the link to reserve your seat in the show notes for this episode 161 at americansexpodcast.com, or it will also be in the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on right now, as all the other links that we refer to in this episode will be. If you can't attend live, a replay will be emailed to you. But those that do attend live are eligible. They're entered into a monthly prize package drawing. And this month, it is a big old kink gear gift basket from XR Brands. There's a bunch of great stuff in there. So second thing or second ball quadrant, we're still in the first ball, but the second half, I'll be teaching my hot and healthy erotic humiliation class at LA Kink Pride, Justine's event on Sunday, June 13th. And again, this is virtual. The entire Pride event lasts over a week and there are awesome online events and classes like social things, learning, all you can imagine every single day. It's going to be cool. Again, check the show notes for that link. Okay, now we're on the second ball, first half. Uh, I got some more free stuff for you. Our sex positive discord community. Please tell me you've heard about it. Why aren't you there? It's at bit.ly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y discord A-S-P. There we talk about sexuality, BDSM, mental health, off topic stuff. We share recipes. Seriously, I've gotten some great recipes on our discord. It is a really friendly and active community and we would love for you to join us. All right, last half of the second ball. We're almost done watching. I don't know how we got on this ball thing, but I kind of like it. Anyway, I want to be sure that you know about my second podcast. It's called Open Deeply, and my co-host is therapist Kate Lurie. So here's how it goes. On Open Deeply, each guest has two episodes. The first episode, they tell their life story and they particularly focus on the pivotal things that change them. And then the second episode is devoted to analyzing the the patterns and the influences that played a central role in their story. The ninth episode just dropped today, same day as this podcast episode. And it's so fascinating because we're finding this common thread in all of our episodes, you know, that the the trauma that we're going through and the healing that we're going through shares so many similarities. It is amazing and inspiring. I encourage you to come listen. You can find Open Deeply on your favorite podcasting platform or at open deeply 
podcast.com. And of course, we would love for you to subscribe. And since this is a new podcast, please tell your friends too. All right, these balls are clean. Get ready for our conversation with Justine Cross about our exciting, but anxiety producing, but uncertain, but apprehensive, but really eager, mixed feelings about our post-COVID sexy world. On the line, we have got um, Justine Cross. Mistress Justine Cross. Yes, Ken must call, <laughs> must call you Mistress Justine. Uh, so, okay, on our podcast, we usually have three types of, con- you know, one of three types of conversations. One is like a super structured interview where we have like a really solid idea of exactly the things we're going to cover. The second one is we have someone come on and like teach us a thing. It's like a mini audio class. And the third is sort of a, like an unplanned-ish casual conversation. Or an organic ab- conversation. Yeah, about a timely topic that, you know, is out there in the collective zeitgeist that is making us all feel some kind of way. And then we get together and just like talk it out. So this conversation is kind of, I guess, falling into the third bucket. Wouldn't you agree, Justine? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you and I were talking the other day and how this came up is you had told me that you have like one of those light box signs and on the light box sign, you put the phrase mixed feelings. So tell me about that. Yes. So mixed feelings, um, mixed feelings about so many things. I mean, obviously mostly about COVID and things, um, you know, starting to open up, but I think in a way that's, actually real this time, you know, because like for the last year, like all these like sort of false opens and things around the country, even around the world were sort of pointless, because it's not like, you know, COVID knew like, oh, well, if a bar is open in Milwaukee, oh, I guess I, I COVID won't go in there. Now it's like, oh, people are getting vaccinated. And now I feel like I can actually go out and not, you know, die. Um, So that's cool. Um, But there's also just um, it's just so many things happening where it's like, you know, some people are not getting vaccinated and you're like, oh, whoa, that's like weird. Um, or, you know, in terms of like for my work right now, because um, myself as a dominatrix for the last year, I've been doing only online uh, sex work. Um, and now I'm going back into the dungeon, which I miss, but I'm really like kind of rusty at it. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of like not fully like, even though I've done pretty well with doing the online stuff, I'm not where I want to be with online things. And then I'm sort of a little rusty in the in-person stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, where am I? What's going on? And, um, sort of things like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm finding, like, I'm listening to to everybody in our communities and I guess our collective communities, and this is, you know, our listeners included is anywhere from the kink community to the queer community to even like burlesque and polyamory, even swingers, like those types of sex positive communities. Like we're all over the damn place. I've been uh, more, most recently hearing of like, people are trying to decide is it time to start maybe having private events in your house where you have a couple of people over? Mm-hmm. Is it time to have events and classes? And nobody can agree. We're all terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or different varying levels of Wait, terror. Wait, I know terrified. something we can agree on. What? Mistress Justine, can you tell us about your vacation 
please. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Because we we're ignoring the, the elephant in the room. I will preemptively oh. say, well, fuck you, Mistress Justine, for the coolest vacation in the goddamn universe. Yes. Thank you. Well, that, that is another thing that has brought up mixed feelings for me and my uh, pod. But I, um, I am going to Antarctica this fall. <gasps> Um, I'm so a- <laughs> jealous. That's like my, like two things are left on my bucket list. I've been everywhere in the world, except for I want to be on the, I want to take the Orient Express and go to Antarctica. That's mm. the last two big things I have to do. So how, how did this happen? This is amazing. Yes. Uh, thank you. Um, well, one of uh, my clients who um, I've known for a very long time and we do a lot of travel together. Um, we haven't, we haven't seen each other that much for this last year. And we were talking about where we're going. And actually next week we're going to San Francisco and he's a big foodie. So we booked um, Atelier Crenn, which is like the only, which is the only three star, three Michelin star restaurant in the country. And of course, the chef is a woman. So that's exciting. Um, and so he's talking about, he's like, well, where do you want to go this year? What's going on? And I said, well, you're going to Antarctica. I want to go there. And so he said, okay. And so we discussed it and we figured out, you know, what, what worked for both of us. And, um, I am going and we're also going to tack on a, a couple of days in, um, Argentina for some wine tour and stuff like that. So that's going to be happening in the fall, which I am extremely excited about. But of course, the mixed feelings with that is that one, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. And that feels like a long time um, after I've been, you know, in my with my partner and, you know, and my other son, yeah. Jack, who we're still like in a pod, you know, kind of, even though we're all right. vaccinated now, um, you know, that feels like a really long time to be away from both of them. And unfortunately it also falls over um, a holiday we call Thanksgiving, um, yeah. which is festive at my house. And, you know, just about getting together and eating lots of cheese and food. And it's something that I traditionally put together a really nice big spread for last year. It was just, you know, the three of us and we ordered a really fancy takeout dinner. And this year I thought, Oh, okay, I'll have it in my house again this year. I just moved. I have this big, fabulous new place. We'll have everyone there. And this vacation falls over that time, which uh. was a definite like oh I, that really like not my favorite thing but i'm like i'm going to antarctica and i really want to go and you know also um i don't know that many other people who want to go <laughs> and can also afford to take me so i'm like I yeah i gotta go with you dude i gotta go with you <laughs> so i have one important question about mm-hmm. antarctica because first of all i never realized it was a place that just like regular old people can visit i picture antarctica as this desolate snowy place with three little huts with scientists inside like there are there actually places you can go that was in like that was antarctica in 1976 sweetheart but not today yeah they okay. have a speakeasy now they have a club what? no i'm kidding no it, oh. it, it is <laughs> look at her she's all like oh the club the club you know. um it is pretty much that i mean you're on a, a cruise um i'm going with cork expeditions and um and they're not paying me to say that yet but um i will say <laughs> that i look them up and they um seem to be a very safe um, and very environmentally conscious uh, expedition. There's only a few that can go to Antarctica, but you're on a cruise ship and then you can do different things like like a stand-up paddleboard and like canoe or kayaking and we're taking a couple helicopter rides. Um, But that's what you do. And there's also something called the polar plunge, which you like jump into the water. So I'm going to do that. Holy Um, shit. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, that's that's just what you do there, and it's just you know, um, uh, you know, looking at you know, most of the people that go are super travel bloggers and right. you know, naturists, you know, naturists and stuff like that, and photographers. Like, I am pretty sure I'm going to be the first dominatrix to you know conquer the seventh continent. So 
There you go. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Do you have a Mistress Justine flag that you could plant there? <laughs> I should get one. That's a really good idea. Oh, what I was going to say about Cork, though, when I was looking through them, they posted um, a pride flag in Antarctica, and they had that on their Instagram. And that really meant a lot to me. And some people, I don't know if they were trolls or just actually just not nice people either way they were saying negative things about that on their instagram and they responded to each one like really kindly but also really firmly like no we believe in you know glbtq rights and this is where we stand and we're sorry you feel that way but like you know you got to get on board <laughs> so nice. that that felt really good Oh, that is so cool. That is really cool. So I'll, I will be looking uh, at your Instagram and your social media around Thanksgiving to see the cool pictures of Antarctica. That's so cool. Um, yeah, but it's like, you know, even though that's, you know, what, six months away or whatever, mm -hmm. not even, um, it's like, to you, does that seem like a whole world away? Like, holy shit, you're going to be gone for two weeks. You're going to be out in the world away from people. How how does that feel compared to like your normal, you know, vacation planning? Well, I usually was on the road about 30% of the time for touring and vacation and, and various stuff. So this year I'm starting to get back um, into that. But I think part of it is, well, one, it's just, you know, making sure that it's safe because I've been taking COVID very seriously for the last year. And luckily I'm fully vaccinated and, you know, uh, and all of that is happening now. But I think that also what's happened and my partner and I joke about it, you know, about uh, a codependency, of course. Yeah. So we've decided that we've become Cove dependent. We just have a codependency that's just because of COVID. <laughs> you know, where it's I love like, it. I come home and she's gone for a walk. And I'm like, oh my God, where did you go? Where's your phone? Why didn't you answer me? I didn't know where you were. And, you know, and we joke about it. And so I said, I'm like, do you think we're codependent? And she responded, did you say that or did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my so. God. But I feel that I feel that so much. I, I was uh, like just Googling for some, you know, if there were statistics out there, and there are, uh, mm. the American Psychological Association reports, they did some kind of a survey, 49% of adults reported feeling uncomfortable about returning to in-person interactions when the pandemic ends, which when does it really end? That's a whole nother question. And then 48% who've it received doesn't. the vaccine still feel the same way. So it's like, whether we've been vaccinated or not, we're like, uh, are you here? Like, what are you hearing from your communities? Cause you're really involved in different events. And, you know, like you said, you traveled 30% of the time, very social. And now that everything's online, are you hearing from your communities, the apprehension? Um, well, you know what, I, it's it, for me as an event planner, what you said earlier is when do we start having, you know, in-person events again? And for myself, I planned, um, I'm planning virtual events through June um, because I felt like that was the safest thing. Um, and, you know, most of what I've seen from other safe people is they're going to be requiring people to show proof of vaccination to get yeah. into their event. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Unfortunately, companies like Meetup and Eventbrite, even though I've asked them repeatedly, um, to make some kind of easy way to require this or upload this into their system, like they haven't. And, and so that creates a, a lot more labor for me as an event organizer. Um, and, but again, you know, you have to remember that people have been throwing orgies this entire time. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't been safe and that's been really frustrating. And, you know, and we're sort of in this little weird stuck spot because 
Um, even though I'm fully vaccinated and m- many of my other friends have at least one or they're close to getting their second shot already now um, because it's fully open to get vaccinated in uh, Los Angeles or, you know, California now, mm-hmm. um, you know, clubs are still not open. Um, you know, bars aren't really open. So people who are doing um, things like performances, like virtual strip clubs, um, they can't go back to work yet. So it's like, it kind of doesn't matter if, if people want to go back. There's no going back for them. They still have to do virtual things online. And that's another mixed feelings thing because it's like, okay, well, I want to go out to in-person things, but I don't know that I'm going to want to go back to like a super crowded bar situation. And yeah. being around other people is like a little weird and um, you know, and also something weird that's happened to me during this time, my partner is a, a Re- it's, well, it's called a Reiki master, which is silly. We, we're calling it like some, we want to call it something else, but she's like, you know, um, has like level three in Reiki. So she got me certified in like level one of Reiki. So now when I'm around any other people, if I don't do this, like really lesbianic closing down, cutting ties <laughs> thing, I like when I'm around other people the next day, I'm completely like debilitated, which is absurd. Really? I'm such an extrovert. Yes. It's happened several times. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, Bleh. and so it's just like a super weird thing. So now I have to like do this whole thing. I was like, what did you do to me, woman? Anyway, um, but so I think that's what's happening. And I think people are just all event organizers are kind of just the same thing. Like, oh, like when do we go back? What do we want to do? Because the other thing is too, is like, you don't really want to be like the first party back because people are going to yeah. be awkward. <laughs> so yeah. I'm waiting on that. I want everyone to kind of get their little bit of awkward out and, you know, just kind of figure it out. I think I'll do stuff like in August or September, like for um, my events and parties that are more public, you know, and have people over at my house um, for more personal events like before Mm -hmm. that, but also just require that everyone be vaccinated. Yeah. Um, Speaking of getting vaccinated, the one thing that is um, a side note for people that are producing events, there's a lot of people that are reproducing illegally the CDC card. Mm. Uh, The best way to do this, there are some apps, like I think it's ClearMuse one in the uh, the country of Canada also has one in order to get into Canada. Now you have to have proof of vaccination with the app that they require. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, that we are bypassing a whole level of like, oh. you know, mm-hmm. falsified documents. And so if you were in the U S using the app and I know you're not a spokesperson for the company, so you might no. not know, but if you were in the U S and you were using the app, is it something like you, that you upload yourself or does your pharmacist do it? Like how, how do we know? I, I haven't people- taken a look at it, okay. but there's, there's a way for them to verify it. And I'm sure it's, they're just contacting the data base either that or you have to produce who card yeah so kind of like when people have like their sti tests like on the online service that, it's going to be something yeah. like that. it's online proof interesting have you have you heard justine like pushback of uh events because i have heard quite a few people saying yeah i'm planning on doing events this summer i'm requiring that everyone show that they're vaccinated before they get in yada 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 have you heard pushback about this from some folks I haven't, but I also haven't um, really been talking to groups of people in mass, you know, yeah. and it's, it seems like everyone just seem everyone's like kind of like, that's reasonable. And it's like, I know that people can fake the card. What's even I was just reading about this this morning is that people are purchasing like fake vax cards, which Ugh. is so absurd to me because it's like free to get the vaccine. 
it costs money to get <laughs> right. the card. You know, like a really good I mean, point. <laughs> and and I and I was reading an article about like why people aren't getting vaccinated and various things. I mean, we, we all know like the various like bullshit reasons. We don't need to waste our time right. on that. But one thing that this uh, scientist or medical professional said that I thought was really really important is that he's like, you know what? The government is not doing a very good job about promoting the fact that the vac to get the vaccine is free. Yeah, completely and totally free. There's no deductible. You don't go through your insurance. You don't get billed and then reimbursed. It is completely free. Um, and, and I thought about that because like, I, I kind of like, you know, went in a little bit earlier and I was like, oh crap, what is it? Am I going to get like a bill for this? Am I going to get, yeah. this? you know, and, but it's free, it is free and we're not promoting that. Um, so um, I haven't gotten pushback. And, you know, also, I think for me, for the events that I throw, they're they're fairly small um, events. They're about 50 people. They're generally people I've known for years. They're people that are um, in the community, like in the queer community. And then, um, you know, uh, also the other party that I throw uh, for women only. Most of these people I've known for years. They've been coming for a long time. They're coming to my space because they know it's really safe, because they know that I'm taking care of things. Um, you know, we all do things that might be like kind of dangerous or something, but it's like, I'm not throwing like a club for 3000 people. Right. And like, you know, people are buying like, you know, shady, like colorful pills from like a man, like wearing an alligator coat in the corner, you know, like that's not the vibe <laughs> of my events and parties and stuff. But, you know, I was just re-listening to our last podcast where I yeah. invited you to my birthday BDS fan. Yeah. And you didn't come. And that was the uh, last one. So regrets. But we're doing a couple virtual ones. I know this this upcoming one, you might not be able to make it. But I'm going to start hounding you to yes. get in here. Yes. <laughs> I need to to get more social. But it's like, yeah. Like, there, like, even hearing that, like, there's a huge part of me that's like, oh, my God. Like, I cannot wait until you have an in-person event. And, you know, I'm just a couple hours from L.A. I can drive mm-hmm. in for the weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's another part of me that's like, oh, my God. People. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, the social anxiety, like, I, do you feel like we're all collectively traumatized and we have the, you know, because even you said like you're outgoing and then suddenly you're like, what the fuck when you see people? Yes, I am very extroverted and social and, you know, they call me Mistress Dalloway and when I'm throwing <laughs> events and, and all of that. So I really miss people. I really miss being around a group of people. And now I'm able to go out a little bit more and go out to, you know, um, restaurants and stuff like that. But um, I, I think it's... I'm more concerned, I think, for other people. Like, you know, I have a, a book club and we've been a, a lesbian book club and we've been meeting virtually for the last year. And most of these people are very introverted, shy, kind of bookwormish. Mm-hmm. And they've been really happy that I've been continuing it virtual. But I started telling them like, okay, everyone, we're going to, we're going to start meeting in person now. We're vaccinated. We're going to start meeting. And I could see like the slight glimmer of excitement, but also like the shaking fear in, in their <laughs> eyes. I'm like, oh no, we got to do it. We got to do it. She's making us. She's making us. I was like, yes, I am. I'm. You got to come on. We're going to baby yeah. steps. And I'm starting to get them used to it. So that's why I've been kind of starting to tell people like, okay, this is what's happening. And, um, you know, as more people are getting vaccinated and, but I think most people just, they mostly the feedback I've gotten is like, Hey, we really miss in person, but we totally understand why that's like, not like really, um, going to happen right now, but it it will happen soon. So, 
I have sort of a weird, just sort of perfunctory question. Mm-hmm. Um, as I look for sex workers now, one of the keywords that I use is vaccine or vaccinated. And I'm only finding a handful of people that advertise the fact on their personal websites that they are vaccinated. Do you, do you advertise on your website that you're vaccinated? Well, I guess you're not looking at my website very much. Ken. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Pointed in you. Um, yes, I do. I actually made a blog post. I, you know, said I am, I gave the date of when I was two weeks post my second shot, which was April 7th. And thus I said, I am fully vaccinated and able to take in-person sessions with those who are also fully vaccinated. Um, and I have to say that experience has been really nice. And then I ac- I also decided to put that in both my Twitter and Instagram bios um, to say that I'm fully vaccinated. Um, and I think that's really important because just like saying, you know, your pronouns, like just, I, I, f- I mean, it's not quite like the same. I don't want to like conflate the issues here surrounding these two very different um uh, things. But, you know, the visibility is what's important. So I want people to know that I'm vaccinated. And I've been very vocal about COVID and, and the dangers of it and, and how a lot of things that are happening aren't safe. So that's very important to me. And I have to say that I've gotten um, a lot of new clients because um, I was vaccinated very early. And so I advertised that and a lot of people came to me and mm. specifically because they saw that I was vaccinated and no one had a problem sh- sending me their vax card at all. I mean, some people covered their name, which I'm like, okay, I understand, but I don't think right. you're going to like, there's a risk of course, always, but no one asked for my vax card, <laughs> which obviously I also couldn't show my full name for you know, right. safety purposes. But uh, yeah, I think that's really important and something else. And additionally, I am always uh, reference-friendly. Uh, I always check and provide references. I used to provide referrals, um, but during COVID, I said I cannot, in a good conscience, refer anyone right now. I just cannot. Um, yeah. But I said I will now... I will now get back to referring people, but only if you are publicly disclosing that you are vaccinated. Um, it, this is just not incredibly safe <laughs> to yeah. spend like time no, in a room with someone for hours, you know. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. This trimmer was just released moments ago, and we are some of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million workers worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SUNNY at Manscaped.com. Yes, Ken and I were two of the first people to try the new 4.0 and were blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details of the 4.0 are next level. It's got a travel lock, a 4,000 LED spotlight, and additional guard lengths with sizes 1 to 4. It's also waterproof, so you can groom in the shower. And did I mention the wireless charging? If you're still trimming your face with your ball trimmer, look, it's time to make some changes. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code SUNNY. Make sexy time the best time with Manscaped. 
I know like you teach classes, there's other things you do besides, you know, more social events online. And, you know, talking about how like all of your introverts in, in your book club were sort of <laughs> blossoming in this online environment. Do you think because we've gotten so used to being online and online stuff, especially when it comes to education and classes and stuff, really open up uh, accessibility to people that may not have been able to go to things. Do you think that one, you are going to keep a lot more online stuff, even when we get back to in person? Um, And do you think our, you know, uh, sex positive events and education are going to hold on to more online stuff? Well, I will do anything that makes me a lot of money. So (laughs) if there is a need and a want for me to, you know, do an online class now and again, um, yeah, I mean, because as I told everyone in the beginning of this, you can make more money online. Um, You know, I made way more money doing my classes online than I could possibly have done in person because there's a space limitation. Um, I have a pretty big studio, but I wouldn't have more than 20 people in there at a time. I also charged more for in person. All my online um, classes or events are sliding scale. So it's pay whatever you can. Um, You know, I, it's hard for me to say, you know, it's interesting. It opened up a lot of accessibility things that I, I never really thought of. Um, you know, one, just, of course, if there's just the basic, if there's something happening in your town, it's it just, you know, kink education is not happening in much mm-hmm. of America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's that. Um, there's also just some people have accessibility issues in terms of like being able to drive somewhere or, um, you know, just physically get into a space. Some people can't drive or don't have the means to to get across town or something like that. Um, and also, you know, being in Los Angeles, like some people don't want to drive across town yeah, because I know, was thinking that I'm like in LA, it doesn't yeah. matter if you have the accessibility to drive or not no, drive flying, if you don't have to. Exactly. Like flying to <laughs> Vegas is closer. One time I was in Vegas and I looked at my flight wrong and I was like, Oh, my flight leaves in 30 minutes. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just hop a cab and see what happens. I totally made the flight and got on. I didn't have any to, to check any luggage I was like that's mm-hmm. ridiculous like <laughs> you know wow. um so um yeah I think and and also and, and yeah and, and again it's like especially with doing um I'm also throwing a virtual pride event and we're making you know we're as I did last year called LA King Pride yeah and we're making that again all virtual and uh, keeping it that way and a lot of people came from all over the country and all over the world who again just didn't have access to pride whether it was COVID or not Oh, that's amazing. Tell me more about LA Kink Pride. So people, because I'm going to encourage y'all listeners, all you American fuckers, you got to do some some LA Kink Pride stuff. So how does it work? What is it? Yes. Well, we have an all-star lineup cast, including this total babe. Her name is Sunny. What? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So the way that it works is it's a a series of online events and it's taking place over the period of about like a week and a half. Um, And we have mostly classes, but we have also some events. Like, So I think I have like three virtual strip clubs because those translate really easily um, performance style stuff. And then we also have a munch and like a DJ dance party. Um, I think you're doing erotic humiliation. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's just all online. It's all sliding scale. So just pay what you can um, to access the, the different classes. It's all on Eventbrite. The full schedule is up. If you go to lakinkpride.com, um, I'm working on getting sponsors. So if you have money, give it to me. Um, and <laughs> But we're getting a lot of um, also like products. So we'll be doing giveaways during um, the different events and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, it went really well last year and I'm looking forward to having a lot more. We have 21 events happening this time. Um, so, and nothing overlaps. So it's not like, oh my God, there's three things I want to go to at three o'clock. And no, it's not like that. We're, and then, um, it's just all different things happening, um, during the week. And then we're going to have, um, oh, I'm teaching a class about being, you know, dominant persona. Um, and then we're just going to have some kind of like closing circle zoom, you know, kumbaya thing where we just kind of hang out and talk about what we loved and, um, you know, just, just connect because I think that again, the first time I did this was last year and I just was like, I don't know, pride's canceled, (laughs) not on my watch. So I said, okay, let's put something together and, you know, just kind of figuring out what worked well last year and what, you know, what was missing and, and trying to recreate that as much as possible because pride is like semi canceled here in LA. I think they're doing some virtual and some in-person stuff, but I'm not like especially eager to get around like a bunch of people because also just remember like we're still in this space where, um, you know, we're still supposed to wear masks like outside and around other people. And, um, you know, that's which is fair. And like as we should, because we don't know like how long the vaccine is going to be effective for um, and who's around us. And I've enjoyed not getting sick this year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, But yeah, that's kind of like not the same, you know, it's not, um, that's going to feel weird too, where it's like, oh, we're maybe we're happy we can be out, but then we have to wear like, you know, a a mask the whole time. Like I'm excited to get on a plane. I'm not excited to wear two masks and, you know, feel a little stressed about that, but I'm excited to go travel. um, But I'm not like, oh, yay, a mask, you know, and being around Mm -hmm. like people and, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting for anybody that says that masks don't work. The flu rate this year was is 1% of its normal rate. Damn. Like 1% of the people got flu. It's like they said it was almost negligible. That's just amazing. Like, I sort of feel like after wearing a mask for a year, I just want to never not wear a mask around people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it truly doesn't. And I was never a person who wore like masks in like airports and stuff like that as much as I traveled. And but now that's just going to be like the norm. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty okay with that. Because again, it's like Ken said earlier, it's like, when does this end? And the answer is, it doesn't, it's not going to, um, you know, this is uh, you know, as we're seeing in India, um, you know, the, the only, the only way that, you know, what I said very early on in this is the only way this changes is when there's a cure, there's mm-hmm. a vaccine, or unfortunately, our mortality rate is so high that it just, the disease dies with everyone, <laughs> you right? know, yeah. um, we don't want option three, um, you know, but it's like, we're not getting vaccinated. Um, you know, it, it's hard to reach herd immunity if we're not all getting vaccinated and, and those kinds of things. So that that's hard too. when you're seeing people like, hey, we can all do this now. And everyone's like, no, I'm just not going to. And I'm like, well, okay, huh? yeah, cross you yeah. off my list, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I found like here in Vegas where, you know, I hate that that the whole 
vaccine and the virus is a political issue. It's like, that should have never happened, but it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so politically, Vegas is, you know, what they call purple, like it's very mixed. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing like most of the people that are eligible to get vaccinated that want to get vaccinated have been vaccinated at this point. Actually, the Gaming and- Commission did something really interesting. What? In order for the hotels and the casinos to open up to 100% capacity, they have to have the equivalent of herd immunity in their staff. Good. Voluntarily. Good, good, good. That's so, great. So, like, once they reach 80%, then they can, like, say, once they're fully vaccinated at 80%, and they just opened up a number of the larger hotels oh, for doing good. it. Because they gave so the people happy. huge bonuses for getting vaccinated. That makes me so happy. But, like... You know, here I'm seeing, because I watch the numbers every day, like, what are the numbers in Nevada? And we were going down, going down, and now we're just going up and up and up and up and up. And then I'm hearing the experts like, oh, just wait until it's fall and we're all inside. Like, oh, it's going to get. So, yeah, to your point, it's like, A, will this ever really end? Probably not. And B, how much more worse are, are the folks who aren't getting vaccinated and maybe won't allow us to get to herd immunity make this like have you thought about long term um if we have another wave and we have to you know stop having events again have you kind of made contingency plans for that with your own stuff yeah i mean i am continuing to do you know online regardless, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, in terms of my work and events and classes and stuff. And, you know, uh, I'm glad that I've, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, sticks, of sticks in the fire or whatever. But I mean, I think the thing is, right. is that mostly I'm just wondering when, when we will need to get vaccinated again. <laughs> um, yeah. and what that looks like, I mean, I, we're probably like, you know, a year, you know, um, we're just right now, the data on people who've gotten COVID again, it's really, really tiny. It's like, I think the last statistic I saw was 75 million people have been vaccinated and 5,000 have gotten COVID out of that. So that's like wow. 0.00008% or something. That's, so that's amazing. Like, that's a very tiny number. Um, and, you know, um, but it's, yeah, it's just thinking about when, you know, with the variants and how is this going to reinfect us and you know, these kinds of things and, you know, just closing down borders, you know, it really needs to happen. And it, it's just not <laughs> like, yeah. in the way that it needs to be and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, we are going to be living with this and, and just managing this and just, but I think that I'm hopeful for the summer getting back into a bit more normalcy and, mm-hmm. and enjoying at least, you know, again, now, like also going out to eat for me is like a huge thing. And I haven't wanted to go out to eat anywhere in Los Angeles because it just, even though we can all eat outside, like nothing was really that far apart from each other. You yeah. know? Um, so, but now I feel like that is a safe thing that I feel like I can do and that's starting to feel normal. And it's like very exciting to see like men check me out when they're like on dates with other women. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was walking through a restaurant with my girlfriend and we were just counting them. I'm like, this is obscene. <gasps> like one guy checked me out twice. I was like, you're all on dates with like your wives, your girlfriends, someone you're dating. This is absurd. Anyway, but um, has it just been like maybe it's been so long since they've been able to like you know look at other people <laughs> that they're just like yeah, I yeah, yeah, wow, but- yeah. So tell me about how virtual strip clubs work because I know some of our listeners when they heard you say virtual strip club were like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. How do those work? You haven't been to one, Sunny? I don't. 
think so. What? No. Oh, what have you been doing in the last year? <laughs> Fucking working. It's you're horrible. on TikTok all the time. See, <laughs> I need an assistant. This is what I'm telling. We had this conversation. I need an assistant so I can go to more virtual strip clubs. I'm going to make that like a a wanted ad, like employment ad. Like is it Freaky Friday? Seeking assistant so I can, <laughs> can go, go to more virtual strip, strip clubs. clubs. That's going to be the, the headline. I fully support that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about virtual strip clubs. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so all the clubs closed here, um, and one of my favorite Jumbo Jumbo's Clown Room. Um, oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, well, you got to come <laughs> yeah. to Cyber Clown Girls. Um, so they all got together, and um, uh, well, that's one of them, Cyber Clown Girls. But they got together and decided, okay, let's just do this online. So um, they have like four to five, usually about like five dancers, and they just do um, one excuse me, um, one song in like two rounds. So it's like mm-hmm. everyone goes through one round and then there's a bit of an intermission and then they go through another round. So, and everyone's dropping their pay links in, you know, the whole time. Oh. Um, so, you, you know, yeah. So you're, so everyone's doing a performance to a song and they have done some amazing shit. Like, I mean, it's been one year. They just celebrated their one year anniversary show. And I was like crying with them. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause I go pretty much every Wednesday night. I budget and like, I'm going Wednesday night. I'm doing this thing. And it has been truly amazing because the things that they're doing are things you can't do that you would have done in the club. I mean, a lot of people do have like holes what? in their house. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. Well, a lot of people have done stuff. And this like is tonight. Pools. Well, oh, yeah. Cause we're recording one- on a Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday. Um, they're not doing one tonight, but the, another one that is happening tonight is called Cool Cats. Um, so I'll send you, um, I'll send you all the info for this. Um, but, and cause they're starting to like wind down on some of them, you know, cause yeah. it's all, but anyway, um, so that is happening. Um, and okay. So some of the things that they have done, um, people have done stuff in pools, in parking lots, <gasps> in bathtubs. People have done, um, like videos. Um, so they've done like a lot of, um, a lot of, of, uh, you know, projection behind them and done that in time to the music. They've had other people. There's been a lot of other props. Um, some things that people have done for um, uh, Cyber BDS Femme, which is the, the virtual play party of BDS Femme. So again, in order for it to translate, I hire performers. <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. doing some, you know, kind of BDSM burlesque act. Um, someone has made a a balloon person and stab them. People have like <gasps> sat in cake. People have done a lot of splashing scenes. There was like, um, you know, there was a John and they do themes, which I love a good mm-hmm. theme. So they've done like a John Waters theme. They did a Twin Peaks theme. Um, like last week was my friend Eliza's birthday. So they had, um, uh, it was a Pink Floyd one. Um, one was like hot, 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 which was really hilarious because a lot of people, like someone was like pretended to be a lobster. They were like boiling <laughs> themselves, which was kind of fucked up, but also hilarious. Um, and they use like old bay seasoning and it was just like really funny. So there was like a lot of really fun stuff and really creative and just really, they're just like mini film. They're just short films and they're amazing. Yeah. And, um, it, I've just been blown away every time and it's just been amazing. And I, I performed a couple of times at, um, my own event, Cyber BDS Femme. Um, uh-huh. and it's really hard. It's really different because you're taking, it's only like a three minute thing. And, you know, I've, I've performed and done various things and, you know, I do scenes in public play, but like doing something like this to the music with like only three minutes and, that's a lot. It's a poem. It's not a novel. <laughs> so I did that. And um, 
but it's really hard and I only did it for two parties and I'm not going to do it again until I perform with Cyber Clown Girls for our Pride event. So if you want to see me, Justine, perform, you got to come to Cyber Clown Girls in June and then you'll get to see my my two performances, my best stuff, my best, oh. <laughs> my best. I think you minutes. had our entire audience at Cyber Clown Girls. This is a huge clown. Yeah, yeah. Like, and for- I, I run the clown play group on FetLife. It's one of our biggest fetishes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We're yeah. clowns. Yeah, we are. You're yeah. clowns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I need to spend more time on FetLife. That's a, I don't, have they done clown stuff? They have, yeah. You know what? Someone did a Ronald McDonald thing. <laughs> Yeah, I love so, it. I love it. Yeah. The Ronald McDonald TikTok or the Wendy's TikTok girl. Oh Have yeah. 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 And I want to mention for the American fuckers listening along who are like, I wanna th- don't worry. Go to the show notes for this episode of AmericanSexPodcast.com or in whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on right now, and I'm gonna have links, so I gotcha. Are you in a long-term relationship? Has your sex become so routine that you feel like you can write a manual for it? You know, like start a missionary, then after five minutes, move to doggy. Okay, finish up two minutes later, fall asleep in the wet spot. Are you bored? Of course. We have the solution to spice up your sex life. It's called Sympatic Us. Sympatic Us is an online sex survey that helps couples find and explore the intimate interests and desires that they have in common. You know, the areas where they're sympathetic. Here's how it works. Each person in the couple logs into Sympatic's website and separately answers a series of questions about their erotic interests and desires. The survey covers nearly a thousand activities, everything from erotic massage to licking armpits. Then Sympatic Us sends you and your partner a report with only the activities you both have in common. Then you can discuss and explore all your desires more freely. Sympatic Us only shares with you the activities you both enjoy so you can have those intimate conversations without the fear of being rejected or judged. We're constantly asked by listeners, you know, how can we spice up our sex lives? And Sympatic Us is an excellent resource. It's a fun way to bring you and your partner so much closer, and it'll light your sex lives on fire. Right now, Sympatic Us is offering American Sex Podcast listeners 20% off when you go to Sympatic.us and enter the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. That's S-I-M-P-A-T-I-C dot U-S with the promo code SUNNY to get 20% off. And that offer is also in our show notes. Sympatic.us with the code SUNNY. What's better than a toe-curling, eyes-in-the-back-of-your-head orgasm? Not much, right? The Intensity by Pormois helps strengthen all of your orgasms by exercising your pelvic floor muscles. The Intensity by Pormois is a sexual health and stimulation device that looks like a vibrator, but it is so much more. It actually tones your pelvic floor muscles for you. You know, people are always talking about Kegels, but where are those muscles hiding and how the heck do you exercise them? The Intensity by Pormois uses muscle stimulation along with the resistance of an inflatable probe to safely pinpoint those muscles and will exercise them automatically for you. The Intensity offers both internal and external vibration too, so you can actually experience mind-blowing pleasure while using the Intensity. 
you'll actually want to work out when it feels this good. And Intensity is manufactured in the USA to medical grade standards. Intensity's manufacturer has medical roots and manufactures a variety of FDA cleared devices to support pelvic floor health and cure incontinence without surgery or pills. You know what one of my favorite things about the intensity is? You know, sometimes when, achoo, oh no, or maybe, you know, you're in that Zumba class and you jump just a little too much. Yeah, less oops risk and I'm all for that. Poor Moi is offering American sex listeners an additional $25 off intensity when you go to pourmoi.com and enter the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. You can use this code along with any other code on their website, too. So yeah, that's $25 off on top of all ongoing promotions when you go to P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com with the code SUNNY. That's pomois.com, code SUNNY. See, hearing all of this and all of the things that are possible, like it really is an art, figuring out how to do all of this stuff online. And even though at first we might be like, oh, online is so limiting, online allows us to do stuff that we could never do in real life. So there's a part of me that like, I don't know, kind of wants it here to stay. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. Cause like I want them. Yeah. Like, cause when I like, it's like, I keep talking to um, people who are doing these online things and I'm like, um, when are you going back to in person? Like, I don't know. And I'm like, man, I really miss it because like, I can't, I wouldn't be able to go to Jumbo's every week. Like, right. You know, and you know, but I've been going to the CyberCon girl show pretty much every week. And I really have to fight myself to not go twice. I have to always come up with some justification, but I'm like, Oh my God, it's like the best thing ever. So I just want to go again. And you know, I have like a budget and everything. And then, so yeah, I kind of don't want it to stop, but it's like, I, you know, people are like, you know what, if we keep doing this, it'll be like, maybe like once a month or something or like mm-hmm. we're, we're scaling down and stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's sad because it's like, there's this, um, it, it it's also interesting because I think the other thing that's uh, also mixed feelings is like some people who were in my life that I thought were like pretty okay, like turned out to like, wow, not be okay. <laughs> and then, oh. you know, some people like who I just met or became closer to during quarantine or COVID are like really awesome and badass and like, wow, okay, cool. Like you're, you're really wonderful. And I want to, you know, collaborate with you or I want to be better friends with you. And that's been really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting, like these shifts. Yeah, yeah, like different, I don't know, just different ways of connecting with people. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, the the fact that we had to do all this quarantine shit, and it's been so horrible and detrimental to us is, you know, there's, there's no making that okay. But like, if I were to look at the kind of a little glimmering silver lining was, yeah, we made all of these connections and did all of these things we we never thought we would do. And I want to keep some of that. And like, we discovered all the hidden assholes. That's true. Yeah, they all ended but, up showing themselves. Like mm-hmm. for me, going to an event is like, okay, I have to spend X amount of time getting dressed and putting on my makeup and figuring out what to wear, which for me is like a huge ordeal. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, you got to get in the car, you got to drive there, you got to da-da-da. With these online events, I could be like, you know, 
downstairs making dinner and two seconds later I'm at a strip club like why do I want to get rid of that (laughs) that has been very fun I have definitely enjoyed eating ramen like at the virtual strip club sometimes with other strippers like one stripper was doing a show and she was eating ramen I'm like I'm eating ramen too hey you know um it yeah it's it's interesting how that's going to change and and what that is going to uh yeah what that's going to look like i kind of don't want it to end and it's like mm-hmm. i've been you know again i travel a lot but this last year has been um really sweet because i spent so much time with my partner who i love and you know i'm like man i'm really going to kind of miss when we're just going out and doing all this stuff again because i'm again very social and i can go out like several times a week and you know she's a little bit more introverted and will go out with me and we'll have fun stuff but she's like oh i like the at home, you know, um, and you know, how is that going to to change? Um, you know, it's been, yeah. I, I I hope that we just continue to keep the good stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, continue to weed out like the not so good stuff. Um, yeah, you know, but I think for people like us, I think we have really good boundaries anyway, and have really good conversations about consent and you know, we're pretty choosy, I hope, about the people we spend time with. But I think for everyone else, this has been such a wake-up call and revelation of of doing this. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, um, I think it's definitely helped other people have these conversations about boundaries and, and consent and negotiate, really, for the first time. Yeah, which is it's great because, uh, you know, it's like, you were saying us in the kink community and the sex positive community, we're used to having these conversations, but a, it helps us sort of bone up on consent in more non-sexual or non-kink situations. But so many of people who are on the outskirts of those communities or consider themselves more vanilla are getting a crash course in how to negotiate this stuff and, you know, thinking of other people's well-being and, and talking about things that are difficult. And that can only be a good thing. Um, But all these good things that we found out of a bad thing aside, what's been the most challenging thing for you during this time? Hmm. I think the most challenging thing is the the things that I normally do, which are like traveling um, and, you know, spending time with clients uh, and, and going out to fancy restaurants like that really, really killed me or hurt me because it was like, you know, everything else, like, I think we did so many wonderful things about self-care and turning around my business. And I've had a very good year anyway. And, you know, things were good. And, you know, every time we talk to other people, we're like, oh, wow, like things are really not going well for you. Um, But I think like, I really, I was talking to a friend and I said, you know, I really just miss like going into a room and having everyone look at me because that's what would happen before, whether it was like, you know, a bar, just like a restaurant or a party, like going in and everyone being like, oh, hey, Justine, you're here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You know, and I really miss that because that's really hard to recreate. Um, We did a mm-hmm. lot of things like um, traveled around California. That was that was that was good and wonderful. But it's just like, you know, I. Um, you know, a lot of the things about self-care that were available that, that I did for my self-care weren't available. Like I couldn't just go out for like happy hour with my girlfriends. Or I couldn't just like get on a plane and, 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 you know, go somewhere. Um, that, that was really, really hard. I was very cranky, um, <laughs> during, <laughs> during a few times. And, you know, luckily my partner was very understanding and, and, and kind to me and stuff. But, um, that, yeah, that was pretty hard. Um, what was hardest yeah. for you both? You know, it was, I I have to say, and I hate to admit this, or maybe I don't like, I sort of 
liked just being at home. You know, like I'm kind of an introvert. I do like to go out and there is a part of me that miss, like you said, like getting dressed up and going out and going to the places. But for me, I also, even though I like that, I don't know, being extroverted, I also do have social anxiety. I think I'm an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert or something. Um, So I found that I sort of blossomed when it came to like, getting my work done, getting myself organized, like being at home and digging into things. And I was talking with another friend who's in the industry as well the other day. And I'm like, holy shit, like we're getting to the point now where there's going to be like a friend going, hey, I'm in town, you know, next weekend, you want to hang out like for a day or two and da da da. Okay, cool. I don't know how I'm going to fit that into my introverted schedule now. Like, (laughs) so um, that wasn't so challenging. I think the biggest challenge was just being scared. You know, just being scared to like, oh, shit, am I going to go get groceries? And, you know, my mask is gonna leak and then i'm gonna get COVID. like that was the the hardest for me and our kid yeah our our youngest kid got it oh yeah our Mm -hmm. youngest kid got it and she she lives out of state she you know she's an adult Mm -hmm. and uh she you know works in retail she Mm -hmm. works in a restaurant and it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god you know so it was that kind of stress um but i even though I wasn't one of those people who's like, and during quarantine, I wrote three novels and learned how to play the cello. And yeah, I definitely was not one of those people. But I don't think it was as hard on me as it was on other people. And I don't know if I, I feel kind of like, to admit that. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I invented the cello during quarantine. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know. I was going to ask you about your, your kiddo and I hope she's doing well. Um, but yeah, that's really hard. Like um, having a family member, you know, get it and the stress of being so far away. And, you know, I've yeah. had to deal with like uncomfortable conversations with my family recently who are, you know, very like progressive and, you know, um, like really almost like leftist and having like really bizarre conversations with like, you know, my, my parents who haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Well, the last time I talked to them and then, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, they sent me something like really bizarre and I was like, okay, well, uh, I guess I thank you. I'm making my travel plans. I'm going, nothing says I'm mad at my parents. Like I'm going to Antarctica. Um, so <laughs> just so you know, it was definitely a fuck you trip. So, um, but you know, it's, it's, um, and I think also like Sunny, you're, you're so, um, online, you're extremely online. And so yeah. I think you have such a community there where it's like other people, um, you know, didn't and didn't know, understand technology and, and couldn't get into it. And I, I just talked to a friend the other night who like didn't really do any virtual things. Or I think like six months in, one of my other friends was like, oh, this is the first time I'm using Zoom. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I've been wow. on Zoom like every day for like six months. And, you know, I think people... I think what it did is like people who are already socially isolated, honestly, just got more socially isolated because the friends that I would see who were like, I'm going to do stuff and I'm working and I'm going to do events and, you know, safely pre-quarantine were all the people who are still doing that post-quarantine, all the people who are like sad sacks. And I mean, well, some people have like legit issues. I don't want to like, you mm-hmm. know, belittle people, but like the people who were just kind of like not really tapped into society to begin with for right. various reasons were kind of sitting at home. They're, 
they're just sitting at home now anyway, you know, now, but now they're starting to freak out because they're like, wait, I got to leave the house now. And, um, I'm like, yeah, yeah leave your house. I mean, you know, I, just, I always joke with my girlfriend, we should start a lesbian club called get out the house, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> gotta get out the house, you know, and that's why I crack up about the virtual strip club. I'm like, why is not every single lesbian at this? Because you don't have to get out of the house. You can just stay on your couch and hang out with the, all these pretty ladies. So, yeah. 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 So what advice do you give to, you know, both event producers uh, and event attendees over the next, I don't know, six months or so that are apprehensive? What would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, I think that you should just definitely check your numbers in in your area um, and and see if, if it's really on the rise um, and what that what that looks like in your your city. Um, I would also make sure that if you're going to an in person event, to make sure what their policy is. Um, and you know, I I personally think that everyone should be requiring vax cards um, to be at an in person event, and that's something that I'm going to be doing. Um, but also, you know, it's okay to start small. It's okay if you're not ready to go to a big event yet or a party or something like that. You know, it's okay to start small and maybe just hang out with one friend in person or two friends and and kind of like slowly get back that way. Um, and then for event producers, for fuck's sake, like require vaccinations. Like, mm. are you out of your all goddamn minds? Like, yes, you are. <laughs> we're, we all see you and we are judging you and like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, I have such contempt. I cannot, like, I will never look at some people the same way again. I will never yes. work with some people the same way again. I just got asked to do an event in person and I asked what their COVID, and, you know, their COVID procedures are and they had no response. And I was like, yeah, no. I mean, also they weren't going to pay me. So, you know, yeah. that, but, um, no, th this isn't what we can do. And this is why I haven't tried to do say too much about it on public social media. I mean, I try to do like, I try, I mean, I try to limit it to like something like once a day because like, you know, I don't want to be a total boner killer, but it's really important for, for people in the public eye to publicly talk about these things because we are, we are influencers in the truest and best way of like, Oh, okay this person is getting vaccinated. This is important. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of spoons and I don't mind fighting with idiots. And, you know, to a certain extent, I don't want to feed the trolls, but I think that's really important. And the more organizers that really publicly say what their procedure is about requiring vaccinations, more people are going to get them, you know, and yes. especially with, with travel and, you know, going into other countries. I know, I think Canada, like you said earlier, that Kent, that it's going to make it a requirement. I know not everyone's like super like gung ho to go to Canada or a great white neighbor in the North, but it is important that they did that. And the more big public companies that start requiring that, um, and just making that like the, you know, uh, what, what just the requirement, the, the better it's going to be for everyone else involved. So I'm hoping we just continue with that. Yeah. So a really important question. We're house Johnson and Johnson. What is your vaccine house? Oh, um, I, oh, uh, Pfizer. <laughs> your house I, Pfizer? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was like, and if you listen to golden girls, the, you know, the P is pronounced Pfizer. So if anyone gets that, joke, <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just looked for the first thing I could get. And I was like, I'm going and God, that was anticlimactic. It ended in a CVS in the wet and wild aisle. And Next to some 99 cent eyeliner. And I was like, after all this, after all this, and just, I, oh, there's some, you know, 99 cent eyeliner. I don't, anyway, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I feel you. But I, you know, I think that's a good message to end on is one, like for event producers, you are role modeling how to do this, even, you know, especially the early event producers. So do it fucking right. Do it loud. Let everybody know because people are going to follow in your footsteps. And for attendees, you know, you reiterated something that I'm really feeling is like getting back out there, I think for me does have to happen slowly, you know, and I'm going to have lots of feelings, like lots of unexpected feelings. I talked to a friend the other day who said they had their first get together just with friends, like went over to their house for for dinner the very first time. And they they went up to the, the front steps and their friends were standing at the top of the porch and they just kind of looked at each other, mm-hmm. you know, and the friends were like, hey, you can take off your mask. Mm-hmm. And she was like, really? You know, and I just like, I'm I'm picturing this unfold, like it's like a like a Hallmark TV, you know, movie where we're gonna cry. And like, you know, and then she said she slowly walked up the stairs and like approached them like, Oh, my God, because she hadn't been around people for over a year. And they like, open their arms, like, let's hug. And she's like, this feels so weird. And they just hugged and cried their asses off. And it's like, holy shit, like, we're going to have some feelings about this. And it's okay, but we will get back to it. So I don't know, that's the the heartfelt note (laughs) that we're ending on. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of feelings. And you know, I I think that, yeah, I think we should all start slowly starting to hang out with like people that are fully vaccinated. And you know, I've been doing safe social distance hangs the whole time and you know, doing that safely and stuff around like many other people who just don't go anywhere. Um, But yeah, it's like a lot of feelings. And you know, I had a friend, uh, um, actually a stripper from Jumbo's (laughs) come over for a birthday and I got to hug her for a long time too and I was I was definitely weeping but for other reasons yeah. no um, <laughs> um uh but but yeah and I think that also um yeah you're right organizers were setting the bar but also attendees like demand this of your organizers mm-hmm. ask what the COVID procedure is ask them what the safety precautions are and you know this is something again I've been very vocal about I've I've been asked to make content throughout this year and most of it has been virtual like one person I did in person because um, we talked about what the safety precautions were, and I felt okay about that. But I had other people who straight up wanted me to record in their home studio, and I like, I was like, no. Um, so be demanding. I'm a demanding bitch. But all virtual events that I, I'm doing virtual events through June, so we're doing the virtual play party. Um, for cis and trans women, cyber BDS femme, um, mm-hmm. and that is happening. And then also Los Angeles Kink Pride, that is all virtual. And Sunny is going to be doing her erotic Yay! humiliation class, which I have never seen you teach. So I'm excited. <gasps> I get to see you Ooh. teach and and learn a thing or Yay. two. I'm going to have such an education after all this because I'm going to be at everything. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my goodness! Thank you. This this was actually kind of the pep talk I needed to get back into it because I haven't really like seen other vaccinated friends yet. And even though I can, I've been a little apprehensive. And I'm like, I don't know why I think because I have feelings. So I needed this talk. Thank you so much, Justine. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I'm fully vaccinated. So you know, hey, (laughs) awesome. Awesome. Well, on that note, um, everyone come to LA King Pride and all the other things. And uh, 
we will we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you again soon, Justine. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on again. Alrighty, bye bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.